Ross, he says, happy accidents. Um, and that's honestly a concept that I have very recently, as of this year, I have been embracing. You are listening to Digital Perspective Podcast. Julio Berroa. I am a 3D digital media artist, photographer, and beat maker. And I am Eduardo. I am also a digital artist and I am a coder. Welcome to Digital Perspective Podcast, where we talk about everything that has to deal with the digital artist. Before we get into today's topic that we're going to be talking about learning from failing, what's up today? Or what's up with this week? Well, this week I've, uh, I've been a little bit of a burnout. I've been trying to like really get my head back into this and it's almost like writer's block where you're doing something and you're just stuck there and you're just like, I don't even want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yep. I feel that I have also been falling under the no motivation, just completely solely burn out. It's not fun right now. No, not definitely. And you know, I mean, everybody goes through it. You have your periods where you're just like, you know, you're into it. Like the ideas are flowing. You're getting everything out, whether you're sketching, drawing, writing, modeling, whatever. Once you hit that wall, you're just like, I have no idea what else am I going to do here? It starts getting frustrating. Absolutely. I feel that like this week, school has just been too much. And professors finally recognized that students are getting burned out. And we talked about it in a few of my classes this week. And our, my professors illuminated a couple of assignments and it was good. But you know, artist perspective, yeah, I am also burned out. I took pictures for the first time in like a month and it felt great but at the same time it made me realize i haven't done work in so long that i lost my groove kind of thing if you know what i mean oh yeah no no definitely and it sucks when that happens because like you always feel that you're doing such good work Sometimes as artists, we really, I'm going to put it this way. Uh, I said this earlier when we were talking, Bob Ross, he says, happy accidents. Um, And that's honestly a concept that I have very recently as of this year, I have been embracing when an accident happens when I'm creating something. Uh, As a 3D artist, sometimes you're trying to like get a model to have a particular texture, a particular color or pattern or something, but sometimes that doesn't go the way you want it. And sometimes you end up getting something completely unexpected that deep down, you know, you like, but somehow, because that wasn't what you envisioned, you get upset and you immediately classify it as like, this, this, this thing sucks. This f***ing sucks. Explicit. Explicit content, everybody. <laughs> Sometimes we get down on ourselves when we have, we make a mistake in our own artworks and we don't allow ourselves to make mistakes. Either a mistake that you actually have to fit or a mistake that you end up going away with. Most of the times that I make a mistake or a happy accident happens when I'm creating, I try to do two things. I either try to make it fit what I'm making if I like what this accident was, but if I don't like what this accident was, I will probably try to rework that accident until I get it just right. 
And that's a win for me. I mean, that that does work. I think another point of view also with failing goes back to like, especially when you're getting critiqued, like nobody likes to be critiqued because they feel that what they're doing uh, in general, like if, if you think about it, when you go to like, when you're in school, like people go to high like high school middle school elementary school you never want to be wrong because you never want to look like the dumb person so by the time you get to, to university it's the same thing like i've been in classes not art classes just like other subject classes where people are more afraid of being wrong than taking a chance and our uh, professors hate that they rather you take the chance and let them you know, correct me for being wrong, then an entire class of people just silently staring with dead eyes at people. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking with one of our, not classmates, but they are also an art student at our school. And they were saying that there's a lot of professors in our department that don't encourage us to make mistakes. And sometimes there's this ideas that we got and that we know will work. And then here we have one of our professors shutting that idea down because they don't think it will work. Isn't that interesting? Right. I think I think that is like you kind of have to fight for your idea, you know. And like like this is not just for like students who do like BFA or stuff. I'm talking about just taking a class. Like if you're taking a design class or a 3D synthesis class, stuff like like classes like that, like you'll have an idea and they will pick on it. And you have to understand that they're looking at it from their point of view. And if you haven't explained it to them to the point where they can grasp what you're doing, you have not done your job. Like your job is to create something and then be able to explain what it is you created. True. And with that, it like sometimes like I know a lot of us has had a really bad critique at some point. I know I have. I haven't had a bad critique to the point that I have cried. I've seen people. I've I know people. I have seen people too. I've had critiques so bad that I have skipped every other class that I've had that day just because I was such in, in such a bad mood. Uh, and I was just so focused on what was bad and what I was told was bad that I didn't concentrate on turning that bad into something good. So that's like, that's us not knowing how to take what could be classified as a failure. I think everybody can classify what we classify as a failure. A lot of people can classify that as something neutral, regular. And what we classify as a win, sometimes people may also classify that as a regular thing. So I think we're bad at taking constructive criticism. Yes, we're definitely bad at taking constructive criticism, especially those students. When we, I know when I was a beginning student, I hated critiques of it because I never had my work critiqued before. And that was just, that was just a weird experience. And then having the professional telling me that what I'm doing is incorrect was just like, how, who are you to tell me that I'm incorrect? That's like, that was my mentality at that time. But now that I'm about to graduate, it's like, wow, I listened to that again. And I'm in, it totally makes sense in my mind. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, look, if, if we can impart you with any advice when you're first starting out, especially for you, those of you that like get into critique groups or go to, uh, go to college, university, and you have professors critiquing you, like, it's not personal. None of that stuff is personal. Like, you may think it's personal, but it's not. It's 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 just 
you're expected to learn how to do, especially your first classes, like how to draw shapes, you know, how to figure out the grayscale, how to tonality, how to make stuff move in three dimensions in a two-dimensional plane, you know. And the faster you figure that out, which is really like, uh, like, this is going to sound really, really, it's a really dumb quote, but like Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, learn to fail faster. And it's like, and it's true. And it's true. It's like, and he's not the only one that said it. He's just the one that just popped into my head. Um, But like the faster you get, oh, and basically what's all it's saying is the faster you get over what was wrong and are able to correct it and are able to learn from it, the faster you can improve. Like what we do bad is that we'll dwell on something forever and ever and ever, but we'll never try to solve that problem till later on. Even if you feel it's right, like you defended it to the T, like there's nothing wrong with that either. Like just realize what was wrong and what was right that you did and make it better. I 100% agree with that. Um, Again, now how I approach a lot of my work is that I just experiment and a lot of a lot of people may classify this as a downfall of experimenting is that with experimenting comes a lot of mistakes and that's okay because that's how you experiment that's how you learn how to do those experiments better that's how that's how I have been able to develop such a style in my artwork and that's because all of the things that you see in my artwork now, you would have asked me this three years ago, I would have said that that artwork was probably trash. Right. And that's the thing, too, is like when you're younger and you, and you like art, all you do is draw. And you know how people are like, oh, that's not that's not good compared to somebody else's stuff. But that's how you do it. And eventually, if you keep drawing, you'll get better. And I know that like you always hear people going just practice but it is true like just just practice you know like like get people that you like stuff that like that you like doing like yes in the beginning it'll seem like you're um imitating them but at the end of the day it's like you're going to take properties or things that you like from them and incorporate it into what you like is in your own vision absolutely I 100% agree with that. And that's how you develop your own sense of style. People are fixated in the ideas of that a style has to be original. Nothing is original. Nothing has ever been original. People have just learned how to perfect other ideas. People have people have accustomed themselves, especially artists. Uh, we're talking in this context. Artists have learned how to perfect ideas throughout the times. It's how Northern painters technically perfected the Renaissance. Jan van Eyck comes to mind immediately because he literally led the Northern painting movement. Yeah, it's it's your take on something. You know, you can look at um. As a matter of fact, it was something for, for a project that we're doing right now where I was making a counterpoint to uh, a Venus. If you look all throughout history, you'll see a version of a Venus. This The same concept done in all these different eras as paintings, as sculptures. It's the same thing. If you tear it down to what it is, it's the same thing. We're taking that same idea... And we're, we're putting our spin onto it. 
Absolutely. So, have you heard any different opinions about so, learning from failing? I was talking to a couple of people, and there, a lot of people are in the in the school of do it quickly, like don't, like is yes, you you feel bad, yes, you feel dejected, whatever, but take time to analyze what happened, and and just learn and just keep keep going because you really have to. In, in, in our line of work, like you really have to be able to adapt and move faster. Don't get fixated on what you did wrong. Get fixated on how you could do it better. Because, again, we get so fixated on what's wrong and we don't get our mind in the correct headspace to pay attention to what we actually should pay attention to. And that is, how could we do that better? Right. Another Another thing I also got was Stop being afraid of what somebody else might say about what you're doing and just do it. Because if you don't do it, you'll never know. Like you might have a piece that's absolutely successful, but because you're afraid to do it or you're afraid of like just being rejected or whatever, you're you you hinder yourself from making any progress as as a as a human being. Whether and that's not just like in art, that's just like in life in general. Like I know people who they're not introverts. Like, I know they're not introverts. They act like introverts because they're scared, right? Whereas I know true introverts that are not scared at all. They just don't like talking to anybody or making any outside contact because that's their thing. Like, they just don't, they feel drained if they have to sit there and be in social events. Like, that's just what they do. But, like, there's people that I know are extroverts, but, like, they've got this thing in their head that, like, no matter what they do, it's not going to be good enough. And, your work is great. It's just you must get better. And you're going to cross a point where failure isn't even like scary. Failure is like, okay, I'm trying this. Oh, it didn't work. No problem. I'll try this other thing. Okay, that didn't work. No problem. Let me fix that up. Let me go back to this other idea. Let me combine these things. And that works because you're, as an artist and, and or a public speaker or anything that has to deal with the public in general, you're dealing with other personalities. And not everybody has to like you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Before we go, I want to read this quote. If you've noticed, we do this all the time on our podcast, where at the end of our podcast, we have a quote of some sort. And the quote for today is, Only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. This was said by Robert F. Kennedy. This may come a little bit cliche because Kennedy's, but it's a very good quote and it is very true. Absolutely very true. If you want to share with us any stories or any anything in general about something you learned from failing, let us know in our social media and we will just love to hear what you have to say about that. Give us an at at pod underscore perspective on twitter and you can also email us at digital perspective pod at gmail.com use the subject line for the episode so episode four learning from failing and that wraps up the episode for this week please remember to uh comment to like us on um any of your social media platforms uh, uh spread the word around please leave a comment 
on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or SoundCloud, whatever it is that you use. On the next episode, we'll be talking about online communities. And we'll see you next week. week.